You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. Welcome to another episode of Anti-Social Show, the only show that believes you need a little con in your life at least once in your life. I'm Hunter Block, and he's... Tyson Saner. Hello, Tyson. A little... Uh, hello, Hunter. A little con, like like the con of man, so dark is, Dan Brown style, no, talking no, Da Vinci no. Code? What the... <laughs> Con, like you know, like a like a Comic Con. Like I just Khan. you know, Wrath of Khan. <laughs> the Wrath of Khan. No, Starship not. Enterprise. Like Angus um, Khan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I meant uh, Comic Con. Um, but you know, but you see, in our world, we just call it a con because we know what we're talking about. But if all right, so anyone that's not like you know into uh, comics or collectibles or uh, cosplaying. Um, they're called cons, like Comic-Cons. But you just call it a con. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to the con this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest tonight uh, recently went to Drag- uh, Dragon Comic-Con, if I'm saying that right. And he just got back from his trip, and we're going to hear all about it when he comes on the show tonight. Cool. And Yep. And, and, and he's uh, definitely a repeat uh, offender on the anti-social show. Yeah, he's, that he he's, back. He's, a, he's a great guest. Yeah, he, he's he really is. nice of him to spend time with us. It's nice of any, with anybody to spend time with us, but uh, yeah, Corey's done the show now. This will be three times, although it's more than three episodes, certainly, because uh, one of them we broke up into three parts. This is very true. It's very cool when we can actually take um, a single recording of a guest and break it up into like one or two episodes. Or... or even three. It's actually easier to do that. It was easier to do that in the past when it was only a uh, an audio medium. It is much more difficult to sell that as a um, as a as a video medium because on the audio one I could just throw on the you know well that's all the time we have for antisocial show. I'm Tyson Sainer and I'm Hunter Block. And I'm Hunter Block. Yeah, be decent to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And then um, <laughs> war. <laughs> what is it good for? Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. 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 nothing from nothing leaves nothing. There's nothing. You gotta have something. Gotta, gotta have, have peace. It's consolidated. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, there will be tangents. Um now, Tyson, let's go let's let's uh touch briefly on um the uh paradox. Touch briefly. On the paradox, when uh, will our awesome guests or guests listeners? When will our awesome listeners be listening to this particular episode? Oh, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, well, it's getting harder and harder to project into the future. The more of these, these that go into the archive uh, unedited, because it's like ten now. So that, be, that means almost a half a year into the future. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Sort of, yeah, because ten would sort be of. ten would be twenty weeks. Twenty six, yeah, twenty six would be a year. So, so thirteen so, will be half a year. So three more. If we do three more of these, it'll be half. It'll a be year. six months before anybody hears them. Yes. So unless you're, unless I am able to release them every week, which I can't, I really can't do. Um, but I uh, might have more time soon, which isn't much more time, but I might. And that's a teaser for things that I can't talk about right now. But it will be come will come up in the near future. It is Labor Day, ladies and gentlemen, right now. Labor Day, twenty nineteen. You're probably listening to this at Christmas time now. No, I'd say yes. it's closer to Thanksgiving, I think. But okay, so if let's let's theoretically say that you're listening to this, dear uh, dear listener, uh, at uh, Thanksgiving time, um, that means I would have been married, um, just gotten married, October th- yes, October thirteenth. And of course, now we are uh, Tyson and I are working hard on promoting the Christmas, uh, the uh, charity with uh, the, the the breakfast with the charity thing, with the thing, the thing, the thing, and the mm-hmm. combat radio thing. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll get, I'll get that. Lakayam. <laughs> um, but I'll get that right. So anyway, uh, dear listeners, since this is around, this is Labor Day. But what is that? It is not a sponsor. Since this is around Labor Day. Ooh, apple cider. Apple cider. Yeah, it's the, I'm trying to get good gut flora going because I have had a fl- having a flare up of um, diverticulitis. I should drink that. I got this, and they also make kombucha. Mm. It's all about making it's probiotics and getting a good gut flora. So I've also had like my banana and yogurt breakfast today, and but I did go on a liquid diet for like a day and a half the last two days. And, my brother's actually on that right now for a different reason because <clears throat> it is it is now theoretically Tuesday for me, uh, which means Labor Day is now over for me at least. But it's uh, it's nine thirty for Tyson, which means it's still Labor Day for Tyson. Um, so on Wednesday, my brother is going to um, the doctor, and he's getting a uh, he's getting a camera shoved up his rectum. Oh, yeah. um, and he's getting a colonoscopy, so he cannot oh. eat anything until Wednesday. I thought you were going to say he's doing a Gaspar Noé film. Right. No, that's sorry. Right. That's a very specific film reference. I don't even know if any of our audience members have ever seen a Gaspar Noé film. Also, I'm not sure it's pronounced Noé, but, you know. So, since they might theoretically be listen, uh, listening to this particular episode uh, around Thanksgiving, then you know that we are promoting the uh, the Christmas uh, breakfast I. I think my brain is broken. So let me try this again. Let me just recalculate my brain. It's not your fault. Okay. It's not your fault. Thank you. It's not my fault. Washa. Okay. So let me try this again. We are professionals here. Okay. So right around this time that you're listening to this, we are promoting the Christmas with Santa charity event. And where we're we're busting, I'm sorry, Ethan. Where we're busting in three to four hundred kids, Polar Express style. Um, we just now because it's so far in the future, we actually had uh, Ethan Denton Meyer, the host of Combat Radio, on the show uh, a few episodes back, and it was really fun to get him on. Finally, we've been trying to uh, do that for the past God knows how long. Um, I hate to, I hate to, a person here, but technically, it would be like, it would be last episode last episode yeah. but he was busy he's been busy since 
all the all the time until this, this very past episode, which is fine because you know what, um, it was it was fun having him on. We recorded, even though, we recorded mid-August, so and he's yes, he, he starts prepping for these events like really early, like January. You know, yeah. He, well, you have to because <laughs> yeah, he does, and these events are in at the end of the year. General, he's got one in ones in October, ones in November, ones in December, and he talked about them. Yeah. So, so basically, dear listeners, what happens is is that on the on the day that they're doing the uh, the breakfast with uh, Santa charity events. Um, it's a big to do. I mean, they have it, it spills outside of the restaurant, which is the Salt Creek Grill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never remember. In, yes. And what happens is they have it inside, outside. It's a big thing. They close off the entire street and they have breakfast and they have awesome games and, and prizes and gifts and cosplayers. Um, and of course, uh, they even have Darth Vader there, which is awesome. Um, Darth Vader, once one time a year, becomes a good guy. And he does awesome, uh, awesome things for the uh, for the kids. Um, but now, once the event is over, and you know Ethan exits out, and the you know the hard you know the the hardworking people that put this thing together exit out, they're already talking about the next year. So that that's how that works. Yeah, I actually remember. Uh, I remember uh, in an episode of Combat Radio where t- uh, Ethan. Um, was saying that once it was over and it was just him and whoever was with him, they were having coffee and it was over. They were already talking about the next year. So that's how big the event goes. I mean, the, the, the event is huge. And it, and <clears throat> so think about all the people that when you go to like combat radio imaging, which, you know, Tyson's responsible for um, doing the editing and then the uploading of the videos and things like that. So when you see this event on YouTube and you see that all the people are there, but just imagine all the people that are helping behind the scenes that you don't see on the video, people like Tyson, myself, and, and a slew of others that you don't see that are, you know, spreading the, the, the good word. And you can, too. It's like it's, it's not a matter of, um, listen, I, I understand that, you know, sometimes money's tight and, you know, even $10 can seem like a lot of money if you don't really have a lot of money. So there's other ways you can help. You can share the link on your social media. You can spread it to your friends, your neighbors, you know, your coworkers. And just by doing that, you are a part of it. So, and I'm moving my hand like Bernie Sanders when he talks for some reason. You ever notice like how Bernie Sanders goes like this when he talks? He just goes like this when he talks. He's like, yeah, he goes like that. Yeah, yeah, like, certainly. I, I mean, like, yeah. I feel like Bernie Sanders. You know who does a great Bernie Sanders impression? Who? I'm going to point to the box. James Adomian. Okay. He's got a new podcast called uh, The Underculture with James Adomian, and he does many voices on there, including Bernie Sanders. And uh, I listened to one really good episode where he does a his Paul Giamatti impression, which I've heard before, but it's it's always fun listening to him do Paul Giamatti because it's a hilarious impression. And it's a, he, he basically has a guest... He starts the show with a little skit, basically, a little improv skit with some people, and they do characters back and forth. His guest... I'm sorry, so the, the premise of the uh, episode I listened to is that Paul Giamatti has a podcast, and uh, his guest is Quincy Jones. And Quincy Jones is played by Jerry Minor, and then they just improv for like, I don't know, it's like 20 to 30 minutes. And then uh, there's an interview segment at the end of the show where they just talk, you know, as themselves, and then, you know, that's the thing. So also, there's one episode he did with, it was Chris Matthews from Hardball. And I didn't know he had hmm. Chris Matthews from Russia. It was pretty funny. It actually made me listen to the peculiarities of Chris Matthews' speech more closely the next time I listened to him. And uh, he had a guest whose name I cannot remember, but she did an impression of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AMC. Mm. Uh, let's see here. 
because you're the host of Suckatash, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're exposed to uh, and you get to listen to a lot of new podcasts that maybe like you wouldn't have been exposed to before since you do a lot of clips and stuff like that and you do a lot of uploads for the show. Boy, don't um, I know that. It is true. It is a, you know, it is a, you know, you find yourself listening to, well, you're listening to conversations and that's part of the thing about listening to lots of podcasts is you're listening to lots of people talk. And you're listening. You're listening to them interact in a way that you can't interact with, but you are still, you know, it's like you're a fly on the wall for their conversation, which is pretty much it. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's scripted, but you know, when it's conversational stuff like this, who knows where it's going to go? Um, you know, we sometimes have ideas. You know, how it works. But this is the thing: is I listen to easily. You know, in a, in a in order to look for clips, if I'm doing this at a clip of a show every two weeks, which it has not been at this point in time. In this real point in time around Labor Day, I've not been able to keep up with the show every two weeks. I've got one I'm working on, and it'll be out soon. Soon, it'll be out by the time, certainly by the time people hear this. But it's, uh, yeah, so you find yourself listening to at least four to five shows like this, you know, in a week. And some, you know, looking for clips or different ones. Uh, types of shows like this. Also sketch shows, and also... Episodes that are like of like celebrities who have a podcast, you know, just to see what or if they have a new podcast, you know, if it's because celebrities don't really need that much promotion. And that's what Psychotash is about, really. It's basically, you know, clipping and essentially promoting smaller podcasts or podcasts that have just started or, you know, maybe they've established themselves a little bit, but they don't have a lot of attention. And, um, you know, I don't know if it works, but that's the idea of it. Now, I have uh, clipped people much higher profile before. Like I did a show where I had like I just, I just wanted to see if how much I could jam into one show. So I had like a show that had clips from Whoopi Goldberg giving an interview to Oprah, mm. and you know, or there was Katie Couric having her show uh, that she has, and I don't remember what it's called, but it was a, a, on the Three Amigos, except it was two of them, it was two Amigos rather. So it's Steve Martin and Martin Short because they're touring the country and doing like uh, comedy shows and stuff. So, so it's like, cool. So I got Whoopi Goldberg, Steve Martin, and Martin Short in the same episode, you know. But, yeah. but that's that's only two of the soundcasts. There were four <clears> others <throat> that I can't remember right now. But, you know, there's a lot of good content out there, and it's not all coming from celebrities. So, you know, it's also... True. It's coming, and it's also not all coming from improvisers. It's... There's... Um, mm-hmm. Although there's a lot of great content coming from improvisers, don't get me wrong. Uh, for the Succotash that I'm working on right now, there's a show called Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. And I've got, uh, it's, uh, James Gold, sorry, James, Jeff, hmm. Jeff Goldblum. Ooh. Talking about like a, a movie, uh, called the mountain, I think, which is probably already out by now. I got to tell you a funny story since you mentioned Jeff Goldblum. And I mean, now, so, now, not future now when people are listening yes. to this. I mean, like right now, 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 it's probably out. right. It might even be so, already on video. I don't know. Sorry. What? So while it's happening, it's happening right now. Um, Jeff Goldblum. So yeah. f- a quick, funny story about him is, sure. is when, when I was about, I don't know how old I was when The Fly came out with Jeff Goldblum, but my, my mom decided to take me and my cousin uh, to see it, The Fly, right? Mm-hmm. And right when uh, he starts turning into The Fly, um, that's when my cousin decided to lose his shit <laughs> and cry and cry and cry and scream, and we had to like take him out of the theater. <laughs> um you know when you know he comes out of the thing or he's like trying to drag Gina Davis to the to the pod and she starts like ripping off his like maggot face mm-hmm. 
and she's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's that's when he lost. It was his maggot face. His maggot face. His maggot face. So simple and divine. So we have <laughs> back with us the one, the only, <laughs> sorry, uh, singer, actor, podcaster, and all around nice guy, musician, also, uh, Corey Epps. Thank you for Hello, joining us. Hello, interwebs. Welcome, Corey. I noticed Hello. you don't have the uh, camera on tonight. Um, no, no camera tonight. I am, I am dead. <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably put I, up that I, graphic of you that I had. Of uh, unless you have a new one, I'll put that up like right on the screen there. You probably can't see uh, it. Actually, can I'll, you see? I'll, it? I'll send you. I can. I can see you guys. Okay, you can see me yeah, like, I, up at the top, and then Hunter's over here, and then uh, your uh, little circle on the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Hunter's now bending down for some reason. I don't know what you're doing in there, buddy. But uh, salute. Lachaim. <laughs> That is that is something that uh, I am no longer doing actually these days. Actually, to, to be honest with you, um, I only ever do it. Congratulations, Corey. The only time I ever I ever touch a bottle of wine anymore is during uh, showtime, and that's just uh, you know this is like my treat. You know, like doing the whole show is a treat for me. So I figured I would just add another treat for me, and I just have some vino while I do it. Yeah, uh, for for those who don't know, I have actually been. F- uh, I guess it's either today or tomorrow. I'm officially five months sober. Congratulations! As of nice. as of nine oh three twenty nineteen. Now let me ask you. Wow. Now let me ask you this: Was there any was there any like alcohol at Dragon Con? <laughs> any alcohol at Dragon Con? <laughs> yeah, like like where where was there like booze at, at at the con? Like you know, there like... was that's that's the, the booze at Dragon Con. Let me tell you guys about Dragon Con for guys. <laughs> everybody who doesn't know about Dragon Con in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest events that happens down here for geeks and nerds all all over. People come down from literal like states just different states to just come to this thing uh, i i actually heard somebody compare it to compared to san diego comic-con and new york comic-con and ac3 and a lot of those comic-cons they said they had more fun at dragon con than they did at any of those other cons now see i'm glad Corey said that because now when i pop my cherry i'm definitely going down to atlanta now do it De- definitely. Like I honestly will say, Dragon Con is my. It's not gonna. It's not my first convention. My first one was MomoCon, which is an anime gaming convention. But it is definitely one of the best conventions I've gone to. It's run by uh, one of the one of the people who helps like run like the media and all that a guy named Dan Carroll. Oh, okay. He. Um, he is a very good friend, and he literally is working hard with a bunch of other people that like make that place look good. So I, I dig it. Um, I, as far as your question, yes, there were a lot of booze there, but there's a lot of other stuff there too. Well, that's cool. I mean, I, I don't know. I just had to. I just had to like bring up. I don't know. I don't know why I decided to like 
think like, why would anyone just go to a con for booze? But I think you get that anywhere. Um, but yes, but it wouldn't be in a flask or wineskin necessarily. Well, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of different people bring a lot of different booze. They bring their own booze. Uh, sometimes they bring their own uh, moonshine. Uh, no, I've had moonshine. It's actually yeah. pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. they call it. They call it. Uh, they call it apple pie. Apple pie. I think I might yeah. have had some of that at some point. Does it come in a jar? Yeah, I and it's sweet. That. We probably shouldn't be talking sweet. about alcohol too much if you're trying to, you know, if you're staying sober. I'm whatnot. not. No, well, it's not that. It's not like I have like a crippling addiction or anything like that. Okay. Um, no, um, I I did it more just at first. It was more just to kind of challenge myself, and I realized that when I drank more, mm-hmm. I was just getting more in my head and getting a little more depressed. But it's not. One of those things where it's just like, I need it now. I need the fix or anything like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, I mean, and less money. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Having less money. It's like uh, Drew Carey said uh, about a completely different circumstance. It's like, uh, it's like, it's sorry. When I'm on the ground, it's kicking me in the back of the head and spitting on my neck. True. <laughs> true. Or no, that's now, something else. I'm conflating uh, memories of things. So, yeah, I'm drinking apple cider vinegar with Meyer lemon and whatnot. And, uh, getting my gut floor going again because I had a, some uh, flare-up happening with my diverticulitis and I don't want to go to the hospital. So Yeah, that's, no, that's a bad thing. Um, just just promise me, guys, one thing, that you'll never go to a brony con. Uh, a brony con like, I, can't, ever. I can't promise that. No, I, if, I, I, if, if they ask me to do a show there, I, I mean, if no, they got to no, pay. No, they no. Got, and they're paying me, I'm going to do it. Okay, if you get paid for it, you can go, <laughs> but I, I don't want to see you guys dressed up in like my little pony shit and be like well i I don't know that i'd take it it depends i haven't seen what the costumes look like this thing about bronyism i understand what it is but i i heard about it and then i actually decided to make a decision as an adult to watch the new series um like um it was just the first like dual episode uh, my little pony friendship is magic right now i love animation of all types you know so that's my main draw and i watched it and i was like yeah, this is fun. I get it. I didn't watch any more episodes, but I was like, I totally get why people like this. So, uh, see, here here's my problem. Like, I don't mind. Like, obviously, as an adult myself and almost forty years old, like, I don't mind. You know, when people go to comic book conventions, obviously, I don't mind. Like, you know, uh, uh, cosplay uh, conventions or or you know, dragon dra- dragon comic con, anything like that, but. I just can't, like, get it out of my head, like, adults. Like, and, and I know, I know, I know I'm being, like, hypocritical right now. I'm being a hypocrite. But I just, to me, like, I just think of, like, a bunch of perverts because they're all men uh-huh. going to going to a oh, thing to that's, Bernie like, thing? yeah, I just think of, like, I don't know why. I just can't get it out of my, it scares me, I guess. Well, it's, to, it's, to, it's called prejudice, Hunter. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. <laughs> right, right. I mean, kind of work through it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, but I understand, you know, there's a fixed image of something because, I mean, if you hear something like, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Corey, have you ever seen any of these, uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, that series, or even any of the original series? No, but I've had a run-in with a brony before. Was he an actual? Yeah, this was back, this was years ago when I was working at uh, 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 Target, actually. Hmm. And I was an electronics employee, and I worked electronics and toys and everything in the back, basically. Um, a guy came and asked, was looking for a brony, and he just, like, we told him we didn't have it, 
and he's just like, well, it says in the store that you guys have the figure here, in the, and do you mind checking in the bag? And it's just like, oh, he was well, looking for a pony. You said he was looking, he was for, looking a for a pony. Yeah, no, he was looking for a pony. Oh, okay. He was looking okay. for a specific pony. Okay. Is it like and Midnight Sparkle I, or something? I can't, or Twilight a Sparkle? Sorry. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to give everybody a little bit of secret. Mm. When, when Walmart and Target and all those places get like packs of toys and all that, mm-hmm. especially like stuff that's like assorted, it's definitely it's mixed up. So we don't know what's in the boxes. And those guys do not want to go through those boxes. Those guys are not going to go through those boxes. Just look for one single toy. Mm. The mm. only thing that the only the only thing they'll do that for is TVs, uh, video games, like all that stuff is you know. Stuff that's not mixed up with other stuff, basically. Uh, um, hmm. And so this guy didn't get that. He did not get that at all. And I tried to explain him. By the way, his girlfriend is standing right next to him, too. Uh, so picture that. Picture the look on her face. And oh, he got he, he got dumped. So is this like a figurine or something? Or I mean, like a... It's, a, it's a toy. It's a toy. Right, it's right, basically right. a toy. Well, they did have they did have like My Little Pony toys at some point, like the original they line. Still do. Was... Well, no, no, they still had they at this point after that new series happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had toys. Well, action I'm figures. sure they also had blind boxes. So yeah. Um, but he didn't have. We didn't have what he was looking for, and he lost it. He literally turned red i was just like uh well i mean i can let you speak to my team lead and see what he can do and i just passed it on to my team lead who then passed it on to the manager who then passed it on to security so (laughs) it's like get this fruitcake out of here and the whole time i'm sitting there going like wow this woman sleeps with this dude yeah i'm I'm a dude having trouble (laughs) single at that point having issues with that and it's just like what a what 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 what? It, it, it's like this. It's like this. Okay, if if that woman is sleeping with that dude who's like carrying on about a My Little Pony toy, there can only be two things. One, he either makes a lot of money or he's hung like a horse. And I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because you know why would you put yourself through such embarrassment when your significant other, who's a dude, is carrying on and getting red in the face, like redder than my shirt? Over the fact that Target doesn't have a My Little Pony uh, action figure, you know, I'd have just been if if I was there, I'd have just slapped him in the face. Yeah, I would have been able to help myself. I've been like, excuse, Paul to me, sir. Yeah, just like like challenging him to a duel or something. I just be like, Paul to me, sir, and just slapped him in the face. <laughs> That's that seems like escalation. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to help myself. It's just like, it's like, okay, have you ever like, okay, obviously, like, you don't go out of your way to like, you know, give like, you know, you don't go out of your way to be sarcastic or like anything like that. But did you ever, I'm I'm saying in general, like you you wouldn't. One doesn't. One doesn't. Right. But I mean, but now, now directly at, you know, you, but have you ever like, you know, been like asked a question that was like so stupid and like so obvious that you just wanted to give like the most sarcastic like answer possible because you just couldn't help yourself. It's like you know, you, you couldn't help. You know, y- y- your filter, your brain to mouth filter just went away. Oh, it's sure. just like yeah, I'm sure I have. Yeah, I'm sure I've said some awful yeah. things to people <laughs> so that I, I regret. You know, because um, I thought they were funny or because I just was depressed. You know, and when you're depressed, you lash out at people <laughs> right, right, who yeah. don't deserve it. You know. 
or you know, and because uh, I mean they make sarcasm look so fun on TV. So well, that's my that's my whole point though. My whole point though is I you know I I don't think I'd be able to stop myself from wanting to slap this man in the face because he's getting upset over no here he's a a pony. It, it's like come on, dude. Like really, yeah. really. You're going to put yourself through this embarrassment, your girlfriend through this embarrassment because, you know, Target doesn't carry a pony. It's like, you know, you, you can't get your, your brony fix. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, like how I was introduced to the whole brony phenomenon, like I've never heard of it, like probably never would have. How I got introduced uh, to it was the fact that I was watching an episode of Comic Book Man and this dude from uh, Canada came in looking to sell some merch or looking to move some merchandise and, you know, he had two My Little Pony things. And he's like, so, is anyone in here a brony? And, like, he was, like, really expecting these guys to say yes. And it's like, we're talking about Walt Flanagan, Bry Johnson, and Ming Cheng. It just wasn't going to happen. Although it, it shouldn't be suggested that, that Bry Johnson doesn't know what that is, considering the fact that his niece watches it. Yeah. Go Sage. Yeah, she watches My Little Pony, so he knew all the characters and stuff. Doesn't make him a, a, a brony, but you know, right? I mean, you know, he he, he could he knew SpongeBob references too because he watches the cartoon with Sage and no, and for other, I do for, watch maybe by himself. I, I don't know. I, I do watch SpongeBob. I have seen SpongeBob um, again. I enjoyed it, you know, but I didn't watch I didn't watch all of them, and it's I don't see this as being an accomplishment. I'd like to watch as many things as possible, but I just don't have the time for it. And it was good. Yeah, I'll probably I, watch more soon, but. Mm. Yeah, I um actually at the convention I ended up I I don't really like watch regular TV. I have like the PlayStation. I can watch YouTube videos and Hulu and all that stuff over there. Sure. So SpongeBob is usually off my radar, but I as of like watching sitting there watching the hotel. The hotel did not have Cartoon Network, which is always my go-to. That and maybe like HBO. Mm-hmm. Oh my go-to like hotel like watch pretty much. Um, it had Nickelodeon, so I watched the episode of SpongeBob, and it was like them visiting the live-action versions of themselves, like of the like the the people who actually voiced the characters. Oh, neat. So yeah, it's and it's better. it's funny to see it's funny to see the the Kraken, the from Highlander, aka um, what's his name? Um, I know his name, but I'll wait. But you know who I'm talking about, right? Clancy Brown. Yeah, you guys, um, yeah, Clancy Brown. Yeah. And it's funny to see him do the Mr. Krabs voice oh my <laughs> as, God. as a real life. And, like, him doing Mr. Krabs voice in real life. Oh, yeah. It, would be. it, was, it was actually funny watching SpongeBob do an impression of uh, Mr. Krabs because he made him sound real cheap. He's like, oh, I can do an impression of you, Mr. Krabs. And he started doing it. He's like, every night I tuck my wallet in and give it to bedtime. Good night, wallety. Oh, me daughter Pearl needs an operation. I'll do it myself and save a nickel. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, you should go into voice work. I thought about it actually uh, one time or another. Sorry, you, um, you went too far away from the microphone there. No, I said I thought about it at one time or another, uh, doing some voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but my voice, honestly, isn't what it used to be. Going back, let's say my voice compared to now isn't the same as it was, let's say, three years ago. Um, I could do impressions a lot better three years ago than I could now. Um, so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It happens. Well, you know, you just find um, your strongest impressions and you know lean into them. 
So it, yes, you just, it just you just gotta find your like your niche somewhere. Like I can't do impressions of people, but I can always come up with a voice or something. You know, I can. Sure. Like I can, I can, I love impersonating a lot of my friends sometimes, and like I I'll, I'll do that. Like okay, my friend, uh, my best friend Jess. She, we will, I will, I can not really impersonate her, but I can impersonate her mannerisms somewhat where she's like, uh, okay, cool. Uh, just, you know, Corey, uh, I can do that. Or I can, uh, I mean, it just depends on the situation too. Like I have to be in the moment of the situation. I can do a kind of an announcer where it's like, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Deathmatch with, uh, Blah blah blah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The giant pile of dookie. Yeah. The giant pile of dookie. Or my like, I I will sometimes do the Ron Burgundy voice to my dog and be like, oh, my dog's name is Happy. So I'll be like, oh, Happy. So you're <laughs> the happiest dog in the world, aren't you? <laughs> just look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Just yes, that's right. You you ate the whole cheese. What? It's <laughs> pretty funny. I do like um, I do like the Will Ferrell movies that I've seen, but I haven't seen them all. Yeah, Anchorman's one of the classics. It's pretty good. Mm. I actually saw I saw a semi-pro not that long ago. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and I could give um, two actually, craps about basketball. But actually, know, somebody yeah. was uh, somebody was dressed up as Will Ferrell from that character at DragonCon. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, how many people actually do uh, dress up as uh, like in various like characters at the con? Lots of people, almost everybody. Um, a lot of people who are come there are cosplayers, so they're there to kind of work somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's think about San Diego Comic Con and how many like celebrities go out there. Mm. It's basically that, you know. Except I imagine it's, it's a lot more. Yeah, it's a lot. Like I think we reached at this year is probably over eighty thousand people there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now there are pictures of you getting ready for uh, the con. Uh, did you on your Instagram, Corey? Would you say that real quick so I can put it on the screen? Oh uh, yeah, my Instagram is Corey Epps uh, thirteen. I think yeah, Corey Epps thirteen. I believe that's it. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, there's some pictures of you getting ready for it. And what did you go to the con as? Tell the good people. Uh, so originally I was going to do Fat Thor. Uh huh. You know, I was going to do Bro Thor. And then I looked around and was just like, wow, okay, a lot of these guys are bro Thor. And then I looked and then I went outside and went into the Atlanta to the Atlanta heat. It was like, okay, it's too hot to be wearing a wig and a, and a beard. So mm. I'm going to just go as regular Thor with Stormbreaker. And that's pretty much mm. what I did. Nice. I did Thor. My, my costume rocked except maybe the leggings of, of them. Um, I wish I, I tried to find boots. But I couldn't find the right kind of kind of boots that I wanted to wear. Um, mm. So they the literally was just like the uh, you get these leggings with the actual suit that you just put over your shoes. Okay. And it looked awkward, and I hated it. So, um, but because I'm not I'm not a cosplayer. I'm not a big cosplay guy. Like you know, no one's asking me, stopping me, and be like, oh, take a picture of your. Every costume or something like that, you know. I just go because you know it's fun. Um, I usually do uh, Silent Bob most of the uh, most cons, but you know, I, I retired. I retired my jacket. Aww. just for a little bit. Just yeah, for, just for a little bit. Okay, just for a little I'm, bit. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for uh, Jay and Bob reboot because I'm going. Yes. I, got tic- I got my ticket for that already. Oh yes, um, we're we're definitely going to that. <clears throat> 
I'm trying to think what 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 all can I tell you that happened at the con now? You will take I, me to Hollywood or I will fucking cut you on my fucking front fucking lawn. Okay, Jason Mewes as Harley Quinn Smith playing Jason Mewes' daughter. <laughs> you know there's a dude there's a, <coughs> Not that, Jane that's some, some Jane Silent Bob reboot. That's the oh. Harley Quinn Tyson mm-hmm. is I, I as you know Kevin Smith's daughter. Mm-hmm. But in uh the, the reboot sequel to Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Harley Quinn plays Jay Muse's daughter uh from when he was dating that girl in justice. uh J- yes, Justice. Mm-hmm. So apparently they had a they had a love child that we didn't know about until uh the sequel to Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, and Harley Quinn is the daughter of of that union, and but she uh, and she wants to go to Hollywood, so she's out there talking to Jane Silent Bob, right? And she busts out a switchblade, and she goes, "You're gonna take me, or I'm gonna cut you on my fucking front fucking lawn." And it's like, oh my god. Okay. Along with uh, along with her little uh, silent sidekick too, she has a silent sidekick too. <laughs> Does she? Yes. Har- Harley yeah. Quinn does. So yeah, it's yes. So she is for the people who don't know. She is named for the Paul Dini character Harley Quinn, also mm. known as Harleen Quinzel, I think. And yes, and uh, her actual name is Harley. Her middle name is Quinn, and her last name is Smith. So she's basically yes. Harley Smith. So when you're calling her Harley, Harley Quinn, Smith. yeah, it's, we're just basically saying Harley. Well, yeah, it's Harley Quinn. Do you but think your friends Harley, call her Harley Quinn, or do you think they call her? Harley? No, they. Just, I think they just call her Harley. I imagine call her Harley. <laughs> You know, um, actually, the that's like a lawnmower. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm going over like mounds that show up grass that grows on gopher. Anyway, I yep. might have mentioned this before, but I forget who it was on on Strange Times uh, when I was on there, like going back like four years ago. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was. I forget who it was, but I came on, and the show was already going, and the guy's like, wait a minute. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, you're Jamie's, aren't you? And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, don't lie to me. You're bloody Jamie's. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And, but I guess because we sound alike. I mean, and we are from the same town. Oh, is this, um, all, this was all audio at the time? Like, they didn't see you? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. It was, okay. It, was, it was all audio. I mean, we are, I mean, me and Jay Muse are from the same town. We are from Kingsburg. But I am not, I promise you, Jay Muse. Um, so, that would anyway. That an, an elaborate con that I have no re- imagination as why you would have hidden that from me all this time. Like, that, that's this, a, is, this is... This is just a mask. That's some like Dan Brown stuff right there, man. So <laughs> and we were actually talking about Dan Brown. Well, no, I brought it up because he said something about a con, and then I, uh, I, um, I was like the con, the dark con, like the one that's so dark, or the con of man from like Da Vinci Code or whatever, you know. And then the, you know, I was just misunderstanding for. <laughs> sorry, right. I got douche chills. Just that. misunderstanding for comedic effect. I, for comedic effect. Yeah. Comedic effect. This is Coming pulling back the curtain and movie. revealing the process. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. So, I did something out of character. Okay. I went on the Facebook Market uh, uh, page. Oh, God. You went looking for hookers, didn't you? Jesus Christ. Dead hookers, but they didn't have any for sale. <laughs> not, um, but not intact. So... Not intact, right? They have to be intact. I don't like dead hookers in pieces. Um, you know, unlike Ben Affleck, who... <laughs> dead hookers in pieces, that's got to be... There's a song there somewhere. 
I'm so, not writing it. <laughs> so I'm looking. So every once in a while, I do look on Facebook Market Page, but the one thing that I refused to do until yesterday was um, buy stuff from Facebook Market Page. And the reason why I refuse to buy anything from Facebook Market Page is because everybody wants to jack things up. So what normally is like, let's say, 10 bucks is now like 20 bucks, and what's only 20 bucks is now 50 bucks, and et cetera, et cetera. And you don't even know what you're getting until you buy it. Um, so I plugged in comic books. And I'm going through the whole comic thing. And what caught my eye was this one this one chick was selling 30 comic books for 30 bucks, right? Okay. And this is what caught my eye. Believe it or not, don't get excited because I've already established it's not the real deal. Um, but this is what caught my eye. Oh, I can see myself on your screen now. There's a bit of a delay. Action Comics. Is that Superman number one? Yes, that is. Put that cool. closer to the camera if you want um, so we can see the... Uh... Yeah. Pretty cool. June from June nineteen was I say thirty eight. Yes. So right away because I was tired and not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tired and not paying attention. Two I, terrible I things immedi- that go right. worse together. I immediately thought that I found the original, uh, the original comic, mm-hmm. and that the whole thing was like you know. That plus the 29 others was 30 bucks, right? So I circled it and I sent it to Jesse and I'm like, look what I found. And I'm like doing a happy dance outside. I'm like, I found a number one. I found a number one. And I'm like, I'm really fucking excited now. I'm about to crap my pants. Sure, That's how excited sure. I got. Wow. Right? Because I'm like, I'm like laughing at myself. I'm like, haha, this dumb fuck. I know Tyson. I know you're going to have to bleep that out. But I'm like, this dumb fuck don't know what they got. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like really fucking like, yeah. you know. And then Jesse, of course, drops the A bomb on me. She dropped the, the fucking atomic bomb on me. She's like, yeah. "Babe, I, I got bad news for you." And I'm like, "What? Don't, don't, don't fuck my happy time." And she's like, "It's a reprint." And I'm like, "No!" But yes, that that is a loot crate edition. But that one comic book, <clears throat> according to what I what what she found on Google, that one comic. From uh, what is that thing that that uh, does? Is it the CGC or whatever it is that that grades comic books? Something like that. Yeah. So a Luke a Luke crate reprint of that in mint condition, which that is in mint condition, is anywhere from sixty to a hundred dollars. Now think about that. If that book in my hands is really sixty to thirty a uh, hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I only paid a dollar for it. Yeah, that's pretty great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there there is a lesson to be learned here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you're going to sell comic books, definitely know what you're selling before you sell it. Because, you know, so had, what if that was an original Superman number one, right? It'd be worth like a million dollars. It'd be worth like, yeah, it'd be worth like $2.2 million is what the original comic book sold for. It would be worth that means, like twice $1 million and right. change. And change. That means that I just bought that one comic. That means you just sold me a million dollar comic book for a dollar. So, you know, the, 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 the moral of the story is please do your research before you sell the comic book because you never know what you're selling. If, if, and this goes for anyone that's like not a comic book person. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like that lady that came in from Staten Island that had like a thing full of comic books and she wanted to sell it to the stash for like, a couple of thousand dollars and they're like you ain't got a couple of thousand dollars here and she's like what what do you mean it's not worth a couple of thousand dollars and we're like we're telling you it's not worth a couple of thousand dollars so 
do your research first. It's it's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but better to be safe than sorry. Here's the thing about it, though. Mm. That book <laughs> right there may very well be worth 60 bucks. It may be worth 100 bucks. It may be worth nothing, right? But from my point of view is, like, I will probably never in my life get a chance to own an Action Comics number one. Sure. So I know, it's, I know it's a reprint, and it's okay with me because, you know what? It's I get to own an action comics number one. That's you know totally. to, yeah, that's to me it's not it's it's not about money. You know what I'm saying? Right? <clears throat> you don't know I got it, but it's honestly got a great story about it too, which is you know so it's already paid for itself on some you know in some regards. Oh. oh, I mean, I mean, I got a couple of good comics out of that. Uh, I mean, think about it: thirty dollars for thirty comic books. That's a dollar a comic book. I definitely got a, a few good ones out of the out of the deal. Um, good, good. Uh, so, Corey. Was any yes. was anybody at the con cosplaying um, comic book characters like say from um, the the recent uh, adaptation of graphic novel The Boys? Um, you know what? <coughs> I am not sure to be honest with you, but the boys were there. Oh yeah, How the boys you? are back in town. Um, like Carl Urban and Quaid. Carl Urban was there. A lot of those guys were there um, to uh, do like the Walk of Fame and whatnot. Oh, neat. Um, and then on top of that, they had a panel, but the panel got canceled. Oh, so why? I have no clue why it was supposed to happen on Sunday and it got canceled. That's a bummer. Yeah, um, there was a lot of different celebrities that showed up there. David Tennant was there. Catherine Tate. Cool. Um. Did you get a chance to see Ming Chang? I hung out with Ming Chang. Yes. Me and Ming are, are buds. Well, good. <laughs> if, you, if you and Ming are buds, tell him not to forget about Hunter, all right? Uh, did, I, did you meet him as well? Oh, you did meet him. It's on your, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I met him, like, dude, I've been, like, I've been seeing him for years, um, you know, in the store, out of the store. And then um, I think the very last time I seen him was I went to, uh, remember when uh, Jesse took me to see um, Jay Muse for my birthday? Uh, this past year, he was there too, so we got a, a chance to talk a little bit and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, Ming, Ming has a pretty good memory. He literally will like. I, I met this man what two years ago for the first time, I think. Yeah. And then like I got cool. to hang out with him again because my friend, my friend Emma, uh, her and a bunch of other people run a site called Fanbolt, and I've done some business with Fanbolt, and they're really cool people. Neat. Um and. They like I, we just it was one of those days. It was on Sunday. Everybody was tired. We were all just downstairs in a hotel, just kind of hanging out. Um, and I was, went down there in my Thor costume because I hadn't I, I really hadn't seen Emma or any of those guys at the con yet. They're just like, yeah, we're downstairs. Why don't you come hang out? And so I went down there and Ming was there. And so he's like, hey, how you doing? How you been? He was asking how I've been. And it's always weird for me to see somebody that, you know. As part of a crew that I've kind of looked up to somewhat, um, and just cool. yeah, and just had like conversations and whatnot. And then I ran into Drunk Ming. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Drunk Ming, Drunk Ming is, is definitely the life of the party. I would like to. I would love to fucking see Drunk. Uh, I'm sorry, Tyson. I would. I would. I would love to see uh, Drunk Ming. Um, but speaking of which, I know you got to meet Stanley. Right? Is oh, that yeah, yeah. I got to meet the ghost of Stanley. Oh, you met the ghost of Stanley? Like, yes. you didn't meet the actual person? No. <laughs> oh. The, re- 
I saw because uh, I saw I think a picture of you and him on your Instagram. That's why I brought it up. That uh, was yeah, that was a cutout. Um, I found at the artist alley. I went to Artist Alley today. That was the last thing I did. Um, artist Alley slash Dealer Room, and I went to go try to find some stuff. Um, I found some pretty cool stuff to buy um, just for the cheap. Um, but a lot of stuff there that people were were selling were really really cool stuff. Um, I got. These uh, Watchmen dog tags um, with Rorschach on one of them and the uh, countdown clock on the other one. That's cool. And um, then I bought a, let's just say it's a bit of a naughty comic. So <laughs> a Japanese naughty comic book. A Japanese naughty comic book. It was four, It was like five bucks. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. But I'll tell you who I got to meet. I got that, and- by the way. <laughs> well, you know, it's great. Sorry, <laughs> but, you, you um, mentioned watch when um, I had to, yeah, because I was actually reading this, rereading this earlier today. Sorry. Nice. Um, and then I got to run into the original Red Ranger and, and the second Yellow Ranger for Power Rangers. Nice. Um, nice. And the Red Ranger looked like he he could just rip my head off completely. See, uh, I feel bad, I feel bad for those um, like original Power Rangers because, from what I understand, like what well, you know how like Tyson, you like to listen to commentary and stuff like that. So do I. But I also like to, uh, I like to know what goes on behind the scenes of things of like shows that I'm interested in. And for a little bit there, um, before I, I preteen something like that, a little bit before preteen, I hit. Uh, that's when the original Power Rangers came out. So I, I did watch, you know. A, a full season of it. Um, the thing about it is I wanted to see, like, I, I got to reading, like, what was going on behind the scenes, and I feel bad for those kids because they worked really long hours and got paid very little. They weren't getting paid, like, the like the Hollywood um, paycheck that everyone thought they were getting paid. No, no, no. Nobody was getting paid that. No. Um, a lot of the times, a lot of behind the scenes, like, for instance, uh, David used. He was going through, you know, sexuality issues yes, at that point, yes, and yes. he got ridiculed by people on that set. Yes, he did. For just being a, a the, gay man. The, the Blue Ranger. Yeah. Um, Billy. Yes. So, um, but and that's I, a, that's a shame, man. If you think about that, because that was such a fun show to watch when you were like a kid. You got to see like you know like aliens. You got to see like you know, like people in really cool suits that were doing like karate moves and things like that. And just to, to find out like, you know, even though like you were like having fun watching it, like to know that they weren't having fun, like on set is kind of like heartbreaking a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it, it kind of also like, that's a lot of productions. There's a lot of productions that were big like that back then or big like that now that uh, go through, issues like that and I, I hope that a lot of that stuff gets dealt with but that's why unions are made too so stuff like that happens you can go to a union and to be like yo this ain't cool something's gotta happen you know um, absolutely I'm trying to think is there but uh, like going back to it like a lot of stuff kind of like I, I experienced a, I experienced a lot of stuff to begin with a Friday night I ended up just kind of walking around. Everybody, of course, is partying and whatnot and drinking um, and smoking and doing all that stuff that kids, you shouldn't do. And, you know, or as I know, they were as uh, as uh, what did it say on How I Met Your Mother? 
it wasn't a pot, but they were eating a sub sub. Uh, they were eating uh, sandwiches. There was a lot of sandwiches being passed around. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> um, but um, but usually almost every night there was a party you go you would go to. Like everybody would be there dancing and just there was a Doctor Who party. One of my friends DJs uh, DJed a Doctor Who party. Nice. Um, and then he also uh, we had this thing out in the parking lot. Which is goes on for like two or three days called Car Bar, where people have drinks and they get drinks for free, and you know they kind of just hang out with music and everything. It's kind of like tailgating a little bit, but this time they actually did karaoke, and I did karaoke as Thor oh, nice. singing El- singing Elton John. <laughs> I am Thor. Was it uh, your song? Uh, no, it was Honky Cat. Oh, oh, that's a Ooh. great song. Honky Cat. Yeah, because you did yeah, a version of uh, your song on your SoundCloud site. Yeah, because I wanted to try it out. I've been really into Elton John after um, after seeing Rocket Man. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah, that's when I, I got really to. more. I got really more fascinated into his life and career somewhat. So cool. And actually, um, one of my favorite songs that I want. I, there's a couple of Elton John songs I would love to cover. Oh yeah. Um, that being one of them, but the other one is I Want Love. Oh, mm. I don't know that I've heard that one. If, if So everyone's on board with this, uh, dear listeners, um, and Corey and, and Tyson, of course. My projected date of, of uh, quitting cigarettes is October 13th, or 14th, sorry. Oh. The the reason why is because I you know I, as you know Tyson I am getting married on the thirteenth and there is an open bar so uh, yeah so the very next day I plan to uh, lay them down forever um, yeah I think mine was August fourteenth I think it was August fourteenth and it uh, twenty fourteen that's right you know and, and what's actually funny Tyson is because think- the the whole time we were talking on the phone in those early days. Um, I didn't even know you were a smoker until you like recently said it like two years ago. You're like, oh yeah, I quit smoking. I'm like, wait, you're a smoker? Oh yeah, I had been. I had been. Yeah, a yeah. Long time. I, I didn't even see. Now, you, you, were you a heavy smoker? Like, were you like a chain smoker? Well, or no? you know, I was about sixty pounds overweight. Um, but I know what you're saying. No, I was too. By the way, you look, you look, you look good though, even yeah. back then. Oh, thanks. Well, I I looked healthy. I don't know. No, I didn't. I, did. I was pale and I had dark circles under my eyes. It was terrible. Um, I was in a bed. That's because you weren't getting sleep. Yeah, there's that too. Well, I feel that that hasn't changed much, but I'm happier now, so it's okay. Well, the um, reason why you're not getting sleep now, Tyson, is because you're a daddy. Yeah, and Honest, yeah. you know, then so it's all worth it. So, uh, heavy smoker. I uh, what would be heavy? Like over a pack a day? Um, yeah, a pack a day, like something like that. Like so, I'm a heavy smoker. I was but, the, I was the pack a day smoker. I was maybe a quarter to a half pack a day smoker. I could be depending on the. On, Depending on the day. See, if I'm like at a if I'm like at a function, like I'll smoke more if like I had like a couple in me, like a couple of beers or something like that. But like it's like it's it's, it's like very weird. Like I can go for like long periods of time without drinking at all mm-hmm. anything. But like the cigarettes have always been like my vice. Vice. So right around the time you and I met Tyson. Yes. Obviously not in person, but right around the time like you and I met or you and I met, like I always said this, like you can bring a bottle of, of alcohol to my house and put it on the shelf. And that very same bottle will still be there a year later. If you never even came back, like, you can like secretly mark it to where like I didn't know like where you marked it just to make sure like I didn't cheat. But like you can go away 
and come back a year later, that very same bottle would have been sitting on the on the shelf <clears throat> and with a layer of dust on it because I didn't drink in those days. Oh. Um, I'm not, and, and I don't want the audience to think like I'm like this raging alcoholic or nothing like that because I'm really not. I don't drink on a constant. Um, the only time I do uh, engage in a you know occasional alcohol is when I'm doing the show, and um, I, I don't want you to think I have a problem or nothing like that. You might have some vino, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, it's well, like it's like relax time, basically. Sure. It's 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 a relaxing thing. You know what I mean? I sure. mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to be like you know, like Marty Yu's wife, and you know, like that one time we were recording with him, and she's like, "You're slurring your words," and he's like, "Am I slurring my words?" Like, no, you're not slurring your words. You're fine. And it, it, yeah. it was a it was a fun night. That was um, fun. yeah. I, I uh, yeah, we have Marty's. It was nice for Marty to come on the show as well. Um, I would like for him to come back too, but of course, uh, well, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy when everybody comes back because then they can talk about what they're doing if they like. Especially Corey. Yes. Especially Hello. Corey. Hi, Hi, I'm Corey. here. Hey. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Corey, I, 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 was Corey, I, de- I, I demand that you come back, Corey. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Forever. I'll see what my schedule is like. I don't know. Forever is a long time. Forever is a long time. <clears throat> forever, well, Corey. I, I, Corey, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to like give away. I'm sorry, Tyson. Um, just this quick thing. I, I didn't right. want to. T- it's okay. It's like you're not that sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. no, it really, it's okay. Uh, I'll wait. It's all, it's I'm all just, content. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Okay. So, Corey, you have, yes. you just put out three songs in a burst, three new ones, and you added them to the uh, your Reverb yes. Nation. Uh, and, um, and other things, I, I imagine. I, lo- I looked on Reverbation. That's where I saw them. So, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, I put out. Um, so the weekend of Dragon Con, I wanted to do something special for me, mm-hmm. and I put out a, um, a, a another EP. So I ended up. Um, so for you guys who have not known this before, I put out an EP a couple years ago called The K Sides mm-hmm. on uh, on SoundCloud. I took that down, by oh, the way. Oh, okay. Um, cause I want to transfer them to Spotify. Ah. Um, so yes. I'm going to do that. Um, but I released, uh, I released another EP, um, called Songs from My Head. Songs from and my it's, head. it's just, it's just some songs that I wrote, uh, pretty much, uh, just one, one night I was, one night I was born one day I was off work and I, you know, didn't have anything to do and no one wanted to really do anything. So it's just like, you know what? I'll just, I'll, I, I've got this piano. I've got this guitar. We'll see what I can do. And it was mostly, it's mo- mostly guitar. There's a lot of piano stuff that I did that didn't turn out too well. So that's not up there. Um, but, um, I have three songs on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is what I want. Mm. Uh, that one's just me kind of riffing about things that I just kind of want, I guess. Um, sure. One one called just called love, love. and that one just uh, kind of a symbol of, symbol of like what I think kind of what love is, sort of. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is called kids. Mm. Yeah. And that one's that one's an interesting one because I kind of pictured it from my point of view as a kid, mm-hmm. like, like what people like what have I experienced as a kid basically like my first kiss my, my uh, my first like first best friend yeah, that was a girl, um just like you know different different things you know so I just I I, I liked 
I like doing it, and um, I kind of did it kind of close towards uh, towards it because usually when you upload it, you want to give it about four weeks somewhat, and then start kind of plugging it towards it so it can show up on the store. Hmm. Um, but after like I, it was, it, I like. I like the uh, name of it. It's something to hold over because I've been working. I haven't really ha- had a chance to work on Love and Liquor in a minute. Sure, yeah. Love and Liquor. I was wondering yeah. about that. Yeah, I was, but that's uh, mostly mostly because like I, uh, I usually I've been work. I usually started working on that with uh, Jesse Jesse Cole, and he's been busy with his stuff and life, and everybody's kind of busy. Mm. You know, life so. happenings, dude. Life happenings. <clears throat> so, um, you know, speaking of which, of life mm-hmm. happenings. I've invited uh, friends to my wedding that I have not seen in like years um, because of life happenings. You know, they got married, they had kids and, you know, it's it's we go in different directions. But the fact that like you don't lose that friendship, I think, you know what I mean? It's it's just, you know what I mean? You know, they're not fake friends. So, you know. Yeah. 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 You You try to keep friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Corey, what I like about these three, these songs is uh, the... First... I would like to hear them. Where can I hear them? Well, I, I heard it from Reverb Nation, but Corey, where can they hear them? Um, Everywhere that you can stream um, and download songs. Um, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, and actually Bandcamp, if you really want to support me, mm-hmm. uh, you'll notice that on most of the sites that you can download the song, the price is a little bit lower on there. Mm. Um, it's like 207 but on Bandcamp, it's $3.00. And that's if you really want to support me. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna like be on Bandcamp. Um, okay. And the pre, the pre-order that I did for that one was, um, was uh, you get to listen to one of the songs before the actual thing is released. So and that was before, but now it's released, so all of it should be up there. Um, it's definitely uh, an interesting one, and I'm, I've got something coming out again on the twentieth, and I'll let you guys know what it is. Um, as it, cool. the time comes by, come, comes closer, I guess. Now, uh, if okay. I go, if I go to Bandcamp, yes. Uh, what name? Should, I mean, are you going under your name? Yes, CoreyEpps.bandcamp.com. K O R E Y E P P S. Yes. Yep. What I like about, by the way, what I like about the songs, aside from how they sound and what they're about, I'm going to have to listen I'm going to them there. again. Um, but like, I like that the first song's title is kind of like the beginning of a list in which the next two songs are on that list. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I say, what do I want? Okay. Well, what do I want? Well, I want love. I want kids. And, ooh, love. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, you know, kids definitely want kids. So it's like you could almost keep going with that. And then it kind of tells a little story through the, you know, through the, through the, you know, maybe a, a second EP with three more songs. So you, you know, maybe do a trilogy, yeah. maybe a quartet, maybe a pen. Pen to pen to arc, per, pen tentology, pen pen and teller, GG. Yes, Hunter. I can <laughs> Dear see your, your, your pen is up. Yeah, unless yes. that's an ear candle. No, it's not. Yeah, no, no, that's a pen. Dear listener, I, I'm the only person out of three here that is musically inclined when it comes to playing instruments. But however, I just recently inherited a banjo. Who is musically and- inclined? Yeah, yeah, I can't play instruments. Oh no! I, I so can't. if you, you're not musically inclined, you, you said I mean, you were the I mean, only one who was musically inclined. Which, oh yeah, I, I can't play can instruments. Play. Okay, so sorry. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that I heard that correctly because so go ahead, yeah. The, the the so the point though is I recently inherited a banjo. Neat. And yes, and a guitar. I think yeah, a guitar. Really? And yes, and I would like to put those to good use. 
uh, even though I can't play, I'm sure I can learn how to play something or a tune or something or, you know, string. Yeah. But I would like to use one or two of them. And I would like to record something with one or, you know, one of you guys or both of you guys or whatever. Sure. And yeah, I would like to because if I don't pick those things up, they will never get used again. And the the person that did have them obviously put a lot of love into them when they were alive. And so, yes, I would like to uh, do that. Okay. Is it a five string banjo, four string? Um, I think it's a four string. It's a smaller one, like a banjo lele. Like, no, no, no. It's a full size. It's, it's banjo? an actual full size banjo. It's like, all right. Is it like a long neck. Is it five string? You said it was four string. I think it might be five. I don't know. I have to look at it. Yeah, you'll definitely have to look at it. Okay, so that's cool because you know there's definitely there's definitely chord pattern charts for banjos if you're interested in making chords. I think I'm going to learn that, dude, because you know I I got to the point in my life um, very recently. Um, and anyone out there listening, um, that might have a career that let that career get in the way. Um, I got to the, to the point where it's like, if you're going to do something like you have planned in your life, your goals or something, just, just do it, you know, don't put it off. Don't make excuses, you know, just do it. So uh, obviously that, you know, I'm not, if, if you're going to kill somebody or do drugs, it doesn't apply to you. I'm talking about like stuff that doesn't hurt people like playing an instrument, I'm, I'm talking to you people, not the psycho killer that wants to like get back at his skull bully and has like a list of you know, people that beat him up or something like that. That doesn't apply to you. But I mean, you just have to just, you know, if you have set goals, just do it because, you know, you're only going to live once. Right, right. It's, so so in this scenario, the person who, who wants to do these things hasn't actually done them yet. Who, me? No, the person, yes. the, the person who is the psycho who wants to kill the bullies oh, yes, on the list, yes, they yes, haven't yes, actually yes. done it. Yes. So they haven't I'm, crossed I'm, the threshold. They're not a bad person yet. They're just like yes. so, so. There is yeah. possibility for music, like art therapy. You know. Yes. To yes. Work through their grief. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm just saying, like in the past recent, like few weeks, you know, since uh, August fifteenth, mm-hmm. I've decided that you know, if you have a goal mm-hmm. and you're not like looking to kill somebody, obviously it doesn't apply to you. Um, and don't listen to my show or Tyson's show. Um, but you know, if, if you listen to my music, if you guys yes, listen, to, yeah. yes, listen to Corey's <laughs> listen music, to Corey's music, please, people. Yes, what I want, what I want someone to do is, I want somebody that owns a Bentley to like go out, rock the shit out of Corey's music, and just fucking ride through town with the fucking thing blasting through the fucking the speakers. A Bentley. That's what. Yeah, yeah, Bentley. That's like I want, so, uh, yeah, I want someone to like you know, like drive through cool town. In a fucking Bentley, listening to some cool music from Corey, and I want them just to fucking rock it out. That's what yeah. I. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And if you're gonna listen to music, listen to Hope. Find yes. that on iTunes right now. Yes. Or uh, or Amazon, or yes. even uh, even download it on your friendly Napster. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen. When uh, I for, when I first heard Hope, uh, it was a great it's a great song. I mean, it was something that I can definitely rock out to. Um, when did you first hear Hope? When you sent it to me. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact date, Tyson. I'm sorry, but no, like, it's fine. Well, when you sent it to me, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is really cool." It's did like, I send you a finished version? I think you did. Yeah, you okay. did. You sent, I, you, sent me, you sent me an unfinished version, and then you sent me a finished version. Yeah, and yeah. I like both. Um, did you buy? Did you buy the song? I didn't buy the song, but I. Won't. Oh man, you're fucking up. I'm sorry, Tyson. <laughs> it's, it's honesty is good, you know. Right. I, I, I did fuck up for not buying it. It's, it's, it's better than saying he did lying about it. You know, it's it's that's that's a you know. It's fine. One he'll time, be, one he'll thing be I would. He'll you'll you'll be at the front row front row uh, of the audience. 
And then we'll point you out and be like, he's bitten by the song. No, you could definitely, you could definitely do that. My finger, if I'm listening like that, looks like I have. You could definitely, definitely do that. Shakus, Shakus, shame. Shame, this man. What you can do is, if if I'm in the front row of the audience, you can say, now listen, everybody, you know, don't don't say that you bought it like this head right here. You say head. Yeah. Why? Just me. <laughs> songs, songs from my head. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, that's I, really cool. Also, what's also about that? I couldn't. So no lie, I could not really think of a cover for that. So I just went with an old picture of me. Just like you know what? Oh, that kind of cover. Uh, okay. I was when you said cover, I thought you were like oh, I'd like to do somebody else's song as like one more track on there. Or so before, and then but once you said the picture, I was like oh, you know. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I yeah. mean, and Corey all that happened has, in a like, split second. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like Corey has like such good pipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can picture him doing like even like a cover of Metallica, like like Enter Sandman, perhaps. Kill my Metallica would kill my voice. It kill me. It's like me trying to do Foo Fighters and kill my voice. Well, I mean, only if you if you grind it up with like you know if you do that if you actually do the hey part of it. Like I used to do um, for karaoke, I would do uh, a bunch of different songs. They're mostly essentially doing kind of like low grade impressions of them because I wanted to do people who sounded distinct. Because I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence in my singing ability. So I'd sing like uh, "Dirty Love" by Frank Zappa and also "Dynamo Hum," and I wouldn't really do the impression. But it's not really, you know, uh, it's not really about. I also wouldn't be singing as me. You know, it'd be kind of like doing the you know, dynamo hum, dynamo hum. Where's the dynamo coming from? I done spent three hours and I ain't got a crumb from the dynamo, 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 the dynamo hum. And then kind of the one thing, other stuff. And yes, the one thing I found about music is hmm. even if like you came across somebody that you didn't like and had nothing in common with, guarantee you at least have music in common. At hmm. least one song. Like even if like one person listened to a country, you listen to rock. There has to be a common denom- uh, denominator, Maybe. and rock, sure. rock mm-hmm. is, or, or music in general is like the one thing that you would have in common with somebody that you, a complete stranger. Sure. I mean, like you can, you can even take like music, absolutely. Yeah, like you can even take like, for example, like there's a rap song by uh, uh, Snoop Dogg, you know, rolling down the street, smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice. Lamer. So. Yeah, so if you like rap and then you run into somebody that likes country, well, guess what? There's a country version song of that, mm-hmm. you know. And and I heard the country song; it's great. Like the country version of that is awesome. It's like there's a bunch of like country singers, like we're smoking, you know, we're rolling down the street, smoking in Learn back. Yeah, it's great. I'm just gonna keep going. Learn back. Yeah. I'm um, my mind, my money, and my money, and my mind. Yes, yes, yes. So um, anyway, Hunter. I and I, I sent this to Tyson too, but I tagged you guys in something. Okay. On Facebook, I don't know if you can pull it up on your computer or not. Um, your other's computer, your home computer is not your not your the one that you're using to record now, guys. Yeah, I can't. I can't bring up Facebook on that recording computer because it will crash it. Um, yes, we got that, it. That's been happening a lot, by the way. I've been you know because people are putting videos in their timelines and for some reason. Oh like, my god! Facebook oh my cannot god. handle. Uh, at least this this. <laughs> what about on your phone? Uh, I got it. I got Facebook it. Facebook on my phone. I oh, got it. Okay. okay. Well, can you put so it so describe it to Tyson. Hmm. What is exactly going on? Because that's the Dragon Con experience. Click on each picture. This is the evolution of being a uh, hashtag Dragon Con from day one to the final day. Uh-huh. You can't miss us. 
So what I'm seeing is a dude in what looks like a FedEx costume or outfit. Mm-hmm. And he's got normal eyes. Okay. Normal face in the first picture. And as you go along, his eyes kind of get like bug eyed. So someone put someone put googly eyes on a yes. FedEx card cutout. The second, uh, the third picture is someone glued rabbit ears and what looks like fangs. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, also, along with a picture of Captain America on there, it says "We want you." Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I see that on the package. <clears throat> and now there's a, a puppet with a crown on it on his shoulder. Like the, uh, like King Friday. Yes, King Friday. Ah, uh-huh. King Friday. And then now there's a lay on his head. On his head, and there's what is that on the package? Uh, I I can't. Oh, that's a that's a that's a Optimus Prime sticker they have on there now. Oh my god! So it just keeps getting re- more ridiculous. Uh, it, it, it like does. He, 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 at this point, he almost resembles a NASCAR like driver. Um, because he has so many stickers on him. He's got NASA. He looks like he's got, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, oh, there's a bunch of different pictures on here that I can't see. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. There's just, let's say there's a bunch of geeks to stickers on there, but the um, next picture after that, someone literally wrote, I'm hungry on there. And now there's a red balloon, a red balloon, a red balloon. The, the dude's totally gone at this point. Yeah. yeah. And like he's oh. it, someone cut out. If you look at the the there's it says you can't miss it, miss us oh on God. there. Someone cut out a a circle in the middle of you on there. You can bring it closer. And it says I'm hungry, and at this point he's got slurring like drunk words all the way down until he's not there anymore. There's just a red balloon. Yes. Um, hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got him right. Th- oh, oh, the it, 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 there it is. Yeah, right there. Yeah. If you can see yourself on the camera, you're in the right place. All right. Yes. I, I don't see what I'm looking at. It's a bunch of, like, apology cards. It looks oh, like, well, it no, looks like so papers on he, the ground. He went missing. Literally, it says, like, after that, it says, I watched you grow, John, and you were taken <laughs> from us too soon. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Rest in peace. Yes, R.I.P. And then Mr. they just Short leave a bunch of just, like, they left a shrine for him there. All the way up to a point where there's a bunch of cans on the ground. And then they find John. Someone found the cutout board. They moved it and then found the cutout board, bought it back. And then it says RIP at all the way down at the bottom, almost at the bottom, it says RIP 2019 to 2019. Oh my God. I'm missing so much. I'm missing so much. You know what I would love? This is what you would experience if you guys both came to Dragon Con one year. I'm telling you, I am definitely coming. Um, you know what I would love to do, but I can't do it. So I'm going to have to figure another way to do it. I would love to take my Mustang on a road trip down there, but it's too much for that to handle. Cool. So, yeah, no, I definitely can't. I, I, mean, it... I would love for you guys to do a show down here. Show in Atlanta? Mm. Mm. A live show of anti of the anti-social show. We can make that happen, probably. I mean, maybe but, not next year, but like maybe uh, you know, maybe another year or two, we can make that happen, probably. Maybe, maybe. Um, so the thing about it is, is uh, Corey, is that I invited Tyson to the wedding, but uh, because you know, obviously he has a newborn, he can't, you know, he can't fly, which is understandable. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I told Tyson that next year I will fly out to him 
and uh, meet him officially. But, uh, you know, if uh, next year or two, you know, if Tyson wants to uh, fly to Atlanta, I will personally be down there and we will do a live anti-social show uh, down there if he's willing to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the idea idea of doing a live show. That is my – so I don't want to quibble about, like, you know, word usage, but I'm kind of – you know, because Esperanto's made me kind of that way about things because it's very specific words for specific uh, reasons. So – when does a baby stop being a newborn? Like how many like months or whatever does it take? Do you th- would you say? I think I think what maybe halfway towards what maybe seven or eight months. I think almost a year. It's not a, definitely yeah. not a newborn. Well, definitely not a year. Yeah, because like you yeah, know, yeah. It definitely like within the first few weeks, maybe even first three months. I don't know. So like he, how how many months has it been now? It point? has been well. It is, he just had on the on August twenty seventh, which was. Uh, a week ago, no, I don't mm-hmm. know, it was something like that. Um, it was last week. Uh, he was he turned seven months, so he's still he's almost out of the newborn. Like okay, he's still Corey, kind of yes. You want to hear something like really weird and strange? Are you about to do the dumb and dumber thing in my ear? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is this is this is this is a true story. Very strange. I can't back it up because I don't have it anymore. Back it but up, back it in. so. So Tyson uh, decided to uh, announce to everybody, including myself, that he was a father be- before Jareth was born, of course. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. well, so he, the, goblin, the Goblin King. Yes, the Goblin King. And I, I now, if my memory serves me correct, and it's been kind of shit lately, um, but I think it was either he told me before we made it official on the show or he told me before and we just didn't say anything. It was one or the other, okay? I can't remember. Can't remember. But he told me he was being a father either way. So I got all excited, of course, which I was. Right after that, shortly after that, a few weeks later, I got a very strange, or or my fiance got a very strange delivery in the mail of Inframil, baby formula. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is so fucking crazy. Like, why would somebody send that to us? Like, we're not having a child. Tyson's having the child. Um, so, yeah, so it, that is strange, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's like, weird. Like, like a it's like a brother it, situation. Yeah, it was like the weirdest thing ever. It's like, why would somebody send that to us? Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm sorry I never got to send that out. No, to it's Tyson. fine. We're not doing formula. Okay, good. Uh, so natural? Yes. All natural. Mm. You know what, though, dude? Honestly. Have you ever had, oh, I'm sorry, uh, but have you ever had uh, breast milk? No. Me? Have and that, like tasted it? Yes. Yes. Tastes different, right? It's kind of it's kind of savory. Uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's not like you'd expect it to. You know what it doesn't taste like? What's up? What? It doesn't taste like cantaloupe juice. Milk. Now that's a specific reference. Which it doesn't taste like milk. Doesn't well, it kind of tastes like milk, but it mostly doesn't taste like cantaloupe juice, which is a reference to um, the first first season of Friends. Yeah, Ross is having a baby, and you know, and, and, well, his sorry, his his ex wife, um, whose name I can't remember, but she's her, she's uh, become a lesbian and is married to uh, or civil servant Susan, sure. Susan, Susan Bunch, and um, yeah, and so uh, there, you, you remember exactly what I'm talking about, and uh, yeah, they say yeah, it, it, oh oh, it's because it's the episode where they're testing the testing the kids already been born. And yep. uh, does on a wrist, and then because it's on a wrist, he licks it off, and a lot of people go, Ugh, you know, like they have a reaction. He's like, what, you know? And then, um, 
and then they have a conversation about it, and then uh, uh, a few more lines go by, and then the question of what it tastes like comes up somehow, and Susan says it tastes like cantaloupe juice, and then Ross goes, oh, you've tasted it. I can't do the inflections, but he says it like three times. He goes, oh, you've tasted it. Oh, you've tasted it. Oh, you've tasted it. And she says, you can say it as many times as you like. It's still true. Yeah. yeah. I would like uh, to, I would like to say something sure. about yeah. having kids, okay? Uh, all right. So, and this is more towards any dude that's listening to our show. Uh-huh. And I don't know what the female to male ratio is. Of listeners? As, as listeners, right. I'm not privy to that. But for any male that's out there listening to this. Also might be non-binary, okay? but, you know. Yes. Yes, non-binary. Which is fine. So, <clears throat> so if you are a so if you're out there, listeners, males, sorry, females, you're not included in this. If you're a male and you're out there and you're a geek like three of us are, and you have a comic book collection or a collection of some sort, believe me, you want to have a kid because you want to be able to pass such awesome collection on. Yeah. Because if you don't, that shit's going in the dump when you die. But you have to no, make not, sure and keep. Go ahead, yes, Curry. <laughs> No, that's not going to happen to me. I'm taking it all with me. It's going to be Pharaoh style. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out like James Brown. All of it's going to go down with me. You guys are going to bury me in a tomb. Oh, yeah. Corey, of, Corey, ahead, Corey, yeah. you done fucked up. You man. got really you excited about hit burying Corey all of a sudden. I'm a little worried. No, 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 no. Let know. me, let me, I know. Let me speak. Good. Let me speak on this. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, Corey. You know, you, you you mentioned the fact that you want a pyramid. I, I you know, that's that's cool because you know what? I would that with all my shit, and you know, if I if I could have a, a pyramid, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want all my stuff in a pyramid because the Egyptians were actually the first people to actually embalm. There was never there was never uh, um, a government, not a government, but a uh, culture prior to the Egyptians that actually embalmed any of their people. Oh, a corpse preservation culture. Yes, mm. yes, they were the first ones. However, Corey had mentioned James Brown. So, from what I would like from Corey, okay. For my 40th birthday, or maybe my 30th, 9th birthday, I want him to cover a James Brown song because I love fucking James Brown. So he has to cover that. One song, doesn't matter, and just send it to me. Living in America. Ooh. Okay. I, I want you to cover that for me. That is so strange. It's another time when I just listened to a version of Living uh, in America, and it was done by... Um, okay, so there was this TV show on in the ni- early 90s. Actually, it ran from like 1986 to 90-something. And it was called Amen, and it had Sherman Hemsley in it. Uh, I remember. From the I remember. Yeah, he played Deacon Fry mm-hmm. at a small church. You know, his daughter, and he had the, the daughter was really into the, the young, good-looking pastor, I think it was, uh, Reuben Gregory. Yeah. So they did the talent show. I, I didn't know they did more than one talent show, but there was one episode where they, the first time they did a talent show episode, uh, very first act was uh, Sherman Hemsley coming out in James Brown costume, singing Living in America by James Brown, and it was pretty funny. It was, I mean, it was good, too. It, was, it wasn't like, ha what a joke. It was like, this is fun. This, it was really good. He put a lot into it. He did the moves. Uh, the sisters, whose names I can never remember, uh, were there in the background as dancers. And Thelma, uh, his daughter, put on a huge wig, and like they had these wigs and gowns so they could do the background singer stuff. It was great. It's fantastic. Anyway, I, I missed that show. Well, I mean, I guess it's still out there, so I could probably watch it at some point. I love that block of television. That was 227, Amen, uh, The Golden Girls, and An Empty Nest was on. It's like like a two-hour block on Saturdays, I think. Yeah, they How- had something like that. It was on, it was on uh, here. It was either UPN or... 
It's like, amen, good times, and then a two, two, seven. That was like the literal, like, commercial music that they put together for it. Oh, really? How <laughs> I got, like how I got. Them? Yeah. Oh, wow. Back to back. There's how no I got introduced. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry. How I got introduced to James Brown mm. was mm-hmm. uh, through Doctor Detroit, which was a Dan Aykroyd film. Oh my God! There was a Doctor Detroit at Dragon Con. I'm sorry. No, oh I, my. I that that. No, it's Are cool. you serious? He did the voice and everything. Like, hello, mom. <sighs> oh my God! That I is see. like the. Oh my God! That had been like the best thing that ever happened to me. He like, picked the worst time to do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We're going. Me. My friend Jess and her boyfriend are going through the sky bridge, which was all just so claustrophobic because it was so many people. And we were trying to get to the other hotel and he was just kind of all in our face about it. And meanwhile, my anxiety was not having it at all. Nah, I and it was I just hear. like, uh, all right. so I ended up just kind of like and to counteracting anxiety. I ended up just kind of talking back at him uh-huh. somewhat. <laughs> It's just like, oh, I mean, how do you feel? How's mom? <laughs> you know what's funny? Because one of the funniest scenes about that movie is like when he comes out and he's like, and, and like mom's is like standing there. She's like all impatient and she's because she's like waiting for her guys to like, you know, bring back Dr. Detroit. And she's like waiting. And the next thing you know, like this big frame comes and like clamps her. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, yes, this one's on the doctor. And he's like about to drop her and like these cars he's like. Good night, mom. <laughs> it's just like drops are like seventy feet. Oh my god! Yeah. You've seen that movie, right, Corey? Yeah, I, I've seen that. I've seen that movie once, and it's one of my favorite movies. I need to buy it on a Blu-ray or DVD or find a, a, a Blu-ray version of it. But yes. I want. I, I like that movie because of the beginning of it. Because he's yes. jogging. He, he's brisk walking in the short brisk shorts. Yes. 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 Um and. Also, Fran Drescher's in that movie, too. Yes, really? yes, yes, oh, yes. Yeah. She yeah. plays a hooker. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> She's a hooker. <laughs> not, just in, not just in real life. Hell but no. Yeah, I like Fran Drescher. I, 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 she, she's a... Uh, you know who also I like, too? Like, I like... Um, an attractive um, Sam, um, Anyway. Now, yes. I'm going I'm to get this voice wrong, but who does, like, the voice of Darth Vader? Sam uh, David Prowse. No, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine it. Actually, he, he does in the uh, yeah, Mufasa. Mustafa, yeah. James Earl Jones. No, no, James, yes, James, James L. Jones. So I was like, James okay, Earl so Jones. earlier earlier yesterday, mm. I had showed uh, my fiance a clip of um, the part of Conan the Barbarian where the king is explaining, like, you know, there's a part, there's a time thief when, like, you know, jewels loses its sparkles and gold loses its luster. And the only thing a father has left is a daughter's uh father's love for his daughter and i was explaining this to her what that particular without going into detail i was explaining to her what that particular speech meant for me now and i was like well you know like the reason why like the father is upset he's the king and everything like that is because you know james l jones who played the snake king was like darth vader and i'm going to this like whole thing and she's like do you really have to give detail like can't you just explain like you know the the snake guy abducted the king's daughter and he's pissed off so he hired Arnold Schwarzenegger to, to go and get her That's back. That's essentially the pitch of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also, uh, out of the movies that have been made so far, um, uh, Max von Sydow is in one of the Star Wars movies and it's a movie without James Earl Jones or without Darth Vader. In yeah, it. he's in Force Awakens. Yeah, briefly. 
So yeah, yeah. Max Montito is the one that gave that speech about <clears throat> gold losing his luster out of really because Kevin does the uh, impression of him on Hollywood Babylon. Yes, ha- no. had done. I don't know if he still actually. Does it. What's actually more appropriate about that is because when Jane, uh, Jane Silent Bob, the reboot strikes back, uh, Kevin Smith talks a lot about how uh, previous actors are coming back out of all his movies, are co- the ones that are alive anyway, that are coming back. Or the ones that are, are willing to. Willing to, to come back and do the uh, cameos, right? Sure. He okay. said that at first he did not ask ben affleck to do this huh. um and then he dropped that that very same speech i just told you about he dropped the, he dropped it privately in a text mm-hmm. and ben affleck you know responded back to it and obviously they they did the motions and shit like that and he came back to do jay and silent bob reboot um but he was like talking about how like how he lost his friend for like years and years and years and I mean, it was great that he got his friend back, but it was yeah. because of that speech, I think, that helped it. Yeah, I don't know I mean, what the speech you're referring the, the, to. The, oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. I just, well, well, I guess if you got it on hand, sure. I got it. I got it. Is on this hand. off his Instagram or what was the. No, 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 no. I got it. I got no, it. No, he texted Ben Affleck. Um, it was after everybody kept saying you should ask Ben. And it was after Ben got asked in a press tour, a press junket, oh. whether Kevin had uh, called him or not about being in Jane's Silent Bob reboot. So here's the here's the speech, okay? Interesting. All right, yeah. And for the mood I'm in, this is totally appropriate. Okay. There comes a time, thief, when the jewels cease to sparkle, gold loses its luster, when the throne room becomes a prison, and all that is left is a father's love for his child. Uh, okay. See, that's not what I thought what would happen at all. So I didn't understand when you were saying that that story. That what did he do? He sent he quoted that speech to Ben Affleck. And yes, that, he he quoted that speech to Ben Affleck, saying like he he lost his like best friend because he hadn't spoken to his like his friend in years, right? Uh-huh. So like so, he, so he put like it in that they context. just stopped talking. So yeah. he put it in that he put it in that Kevin speech uh, t- Kevin uh, Smith style content. Um, which of course, you know, um, you know, Ben Affleck basically texted back saying only you would do something like that. So, you know, I mean, it's totally appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, it's nice that it's nice when people share things that they have, you know, between each other and like can, can, uh, resolve conflicts that they had. Well, you gotta recall, you gotta resolve conflicts, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm actually going through that kind of right now too. So oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, um, well, I'm glad it's resolving, but I'm sorry. That I mean, it's resolvable. Well, you know, when I was uh, doing the show Nerdlanta, um, I ended up quitting that over some personal stuff between me and the host of Nerdlanta, and we hadn't talked for a while, pretty much. And he hit me up out of the blue one day and was like, "Dude, three years is a long time to yeah. for us to be mad at each other," and he had a point. And so I like we we've been kind of just hanging out here and there just whenever I can, because my schedule is usually packed at this point in life. Um, And it's 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 not because I don't want to hang out. It's just the fact that I'm usually super tired all the time now. Dude, Uh, dude, you know what? Again, it's like me and Tyson have talked about this plenty of times. It's it's life happenings. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like when we first started doing anti-social show, right? We would literally do an episode every single week. He would upload an episode every single week, right? Mm-hmm. So the first life happening for Tyson uh, was Succotash. So, you know, he was like, okay, well, maybe we can go to every other week. every two weeks, every other week. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's exciting. I love Succotash, and I don't want to see it go away. And then, of course, you know, he became a father. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, we'll just record, and then whenever you can upload, you upload. It's like, it's not a big deal to me. As long as, you know, as long as, you know, it keeps going, I don't care. So if it dropped down to, like, maybe twice a month or something like that, I don't care because, again, he's a father. I can't just say, like, hey, listen, asshole. But it was I twice mean, a month. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. except, yeah, when, yeah. except it, when there's fine. like, you know, three in a, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, fine, yeah. because the way, I, the way I look at it is that, you know, Jareth is the future host of anti-social shows, as far as I know, or, you know, could be, or whatever. Huh. As far as, like, maybe, as far as I know, like, our kids are going to be doing this someday, I don't know. And they're talking about how stupid their old man, you know, their old men was. Well, I don't know. They'll be wearing so those the, chips and the, the, the point... <laughs> Right, they're going to be wearing, you know, my my daughter or son's going to be like wearing my like, you know, moth, you know, written shirt, you know, yeah, with the antisocial logo on it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm just going to pass on the the moniker of Evil Ted to to some poor child that I adopt in the future. I don't know. I'm going to freaking be like Batman, have a ward. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Actually, you know what? There there was a. There was there was something on on Facebook. There's a uh, there's a DC uh, page that I follow that basically somebody posted a question like all the billionaires in the world. How come none of them thought to be Batman? So I posted like this is how much it costs to be uh, Batman. And it only costs, I think, like $68 million or something like that. So it, it is possible for a billionaire to become Batman if they really wanted to in real life. Is that a year or like yeah. in, yeah. in total? Like, yeah, yeah. Like and, and $68 million total? Oh, by the way. I'll Google it. Hold on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Rereading that one too. What does it cost? To be Batman. Be how much does it cost? But the human cost is higher. Oops. It's like a kids in the hall joke. Um, which, by the way, I love the kids in the hall. Uh, I, like their I think one. one of them was okay. at Dragon Con. Oh, cool. Okay, so Don't quote me on that. I wonder which. According one to Google, I'm thinking maybe Dave Foley. No, probably not. Well, you know, it could be Scott Thompson because he's on Hannibal, or at least I don't know if he still is. I only watched like the first three or four episodes. It's pretty good. What mm-hmm. I saw, I didn't really have time to continue it, and also it was really dark. And <clears throat> it just wasn't a good time for dark stuff at that point in my life. Um, as much as I like the man in the high castle, uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't continue after a few, uh, a few episodes. So I'll have to pick that up again at some point. But um, yeah, because I like Philip K. Dick's material. So, for a billionaire, okay, mm-hmm. according to this, it would cost uh, $682 million for a real-life Batman to fund his world-saving lifestyle. Thanks to the price of high-tech cars, gadgets, his mansion, and training, mm-hmm. a new uh, infographic says, The infographic created by MoneySupermarket.com looks at how much it would cost to run Batman's empire. 
So it is possible for one of you billionaires to get out there and be Batman. So get on it. But that that gives no context as to far as like how far that money goes. Like if it just gets you to Batman, then you've got no money left after that. Like I mean, are we talking like yearly expense? I mean, you know, like or just the amount of good years that a person has to like be an efficient vigilante? Like you know, a good twenty years. Yeah, good to like twenty years. Because don't forget, Batman was thirty years old when he became Batman. Was he? Yeah. Oh, he was old. No, oh, in the comic books. Yeah, he was. He was thirty years old. Well, that's like right. Rocky was thirty when he when he uh, fought, yeah. fought Apollo Creed. They, they thought yeah, he remember they said he was too old. They did. Don't forget because don't forget Bruce Wayne's parents. Um, he was they were killed at an early age. By right. The, by the way, we're so, talking about these fictional people like they're <laughs> like they're a stand-in for a real standard. Like you'd want yeah, to be in your twenties to be Batman at first, you know, because you'd want to at least have the the the. the well, no, not necessarily energy. because don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget Bruce Wayne's parents. Bruce Wayne was like young. He was like real young when they were, when they were gunned down, right? Yeah, by yeah, Joe yeah, Chill. Totally. Yeah, yeah. By so Joe Chill? Yeah, okay. he spent his twenties. He spent his twenties like training to be Batman. Sure. So it wasn't until so that's ten years. Which version of Batman so, are we talking about? Because I keep picturing the Nolan verse, and it's probably not that. No, we're talking about the Nolan verse. We are. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking about the Nolan verse. So when you say training, so, you mean like when he was up in the mountains with... Uh, up in the mountains, all that good stuff. Like he went out... For five hours. For five hours, yeah. Um, so he went out and, and spent like 10 years becoming Batman. And 30 years old is when he... Because don't forget, dude, like throughout your 40s, if you're in good physical shape, you can still be Batman. Sure. Like don't, don't forget, like look at WWE, for example, right? Like I know that's fake. Yes. Don't forget, like, I know, like, I know, like, you know, he's like the WWE is fake. Like, I know those guys aren't really. Yeah. Um, take, like, for example, like the WWE, the wrestling, right? Sure. I, I know it's fake, but take Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is my age, uh-huh. but yet he can fucking fly around the ring like he's 20 years old. It's, it's all about good conditioning. True. There, it's all yes. about what you eat and things like that. So. Yeah. Batman theoretically became Batman when he was like 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So he can theoretically go until he's 50 years old. And, and at that point in time, he's like, yeah, I got, I got to give it up. So he has until he's 50 to give it up. And, and to, to, to more or less put a realization on this, it's like a real person, right? A real person mm-hmm. who's a billionaire. And I'm, I'm begging somebody a billionaire. And you know what? I'll become gay for you. I don't care. Um, a billionaire. Robin did. Yes. A billionaire. A real life billionaire. Mm-hmm. A billionaire. Yes. Yes. Somebody a billionaire. Like, yes. A billionaire can become Batman in real life. They can become the Green Arrow in real life if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's 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 you know. And and they and have thirty two million dollars possible, left over. Which you can't do. Right. But you have to have like a company that has like running funds. Like it's not like okay, I have like a billion dollars. I spend X amount of dollars and become Batman. I'm I'm now broke. No, you have to have like a a corporation that like continuously funds what you're doing in the background. So it's 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 to get you to the point where you're you're hitting the round ground running as Batman, where you're a functional Batman, right? And then you need your corporation to keep you functioning keep so that you don't become broke. Right. 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 That makes sense. Speaking of. Right. Uh, well, but you ahead. can't become, like, obviously Superman in real life. So 
No, not easily. No, you can't. No, 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 no. You can't become Superman, unfortunately. So I, I think, like, for me, I think that's why I loved Batman more so than any other superheroes, because that can theoretically happen in real life. Mm-hmm. It's just that no billionaire wants to get off their rear end and actually become Batman. Well, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's true. I, I, like, come I, on, not Corey, I'm Corey, just Corey, come on, Corey, come on. You know it's true. I mean. You know, you know it's true. Come on, man. We just uh, haven't but, met the bill. We just haven't met the billionaire yet. But they couldn't. They, they can't become Jeffrey Epstein, and it takes a lot of time doing that. So yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> supposed to be pretty rich. <laughs> he's, he's dead. Yeah, and he was, you know, garbage. So you know, <laughs> he was garbage. So let's let's be glad he didn't become Batman because he could have become Lex Luthor. Basically, he kind of was actually in some ways. Like, yeah, he was Lex like Luthor. Well, he was like I like. Like a grifter. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, Lex Grifter. Oh, my God. You know, Corey, every once in a while, Tyson surprises me because, you know, I'm usually the one that brings up, like, um, well, not just me, but guests, too, in the past. I'm usually the one that doesn't bring Oh, I'm usually the one that doesn't. I'm the one that usually brings up political things, and Tyson doesn't. So when Tyson brings up political things, it's it, my brain just kind of goes on lockdown because it's like, did he just say what I think he just said? That's funny because when I hear political things being talked about, my brain goes on. Are we talking about politics? <laughs> you know what I think? I think at this point in time, right? And as I told, as I said this plenty of times, this show, anti-social show, is supposed to be a show to get away from everyday reality. So if you're having a bad day, you know, something really bad happens, whatever it is that's happening in your life, Politics included. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the show to escape it for like an hour. You can escape right? your head. Yeah. Escape your head, right? right. But it, it it doesn't hurt once in a while, you know, to to bring up politics, especially if we have a, a platform in which to do so. I'm not much of a political person. That's one of the reasons why I like uh, podcasting is because I can escape from the political yes, stuff. Yes. Like that. So yes. I'm not really much of a podcast. I'm not much of a, a political podcaster. That's, that's somebody else's. You know, what's funny. Field. You know, what's funny. Like, I'm not like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not much of a political person myself. Right. But okay. I did become a, a political person when Trump became president. Hmm. Okay. All right. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Cool. All right. So, Corey, you yes. uh, you were uh, you were telling me uh, you were like uh, moving some uh, arcade machines or something. I remember looking on your Instagram. I think it was or, or... no, no. That <laughs> By the way, your Instagram so, was what again? Corey Epps thirteen. So it probably wasn't yes. on your Instagram that you were doing this, but I don't remember. Uh, you... It was on my Instagram. I did. It was probably on my Instagram stories. Okay. Cool. Um. Um, so what we, what I do almost every year now, uh, the, uh, venue that I used to do Nerdlanta with, um, I became good friends with them at a place called Joystick Game Bar over on Edwin Avenue, um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's an old school gaming, arcade game, uh, facility. Basically they go in there, bar, you know, they have all kinds of like board games, old school video games, oh, cool. turtles in time. Turtles in time is there. Really? Like, I haven't played turtles in time. We had turtles in time there. 
But so every year, Joystick comes out, brings out there a couple of their arcade machines. We have a couple independent people who bring in their arcade and pinball machines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we set up an old arcade, and we all kind of just set up a booth and experience Dragon Con that way. So cool. Um, I love doing that because it's been my third year, I think, doing it with them now. Third or fourth year doing it with them right, right now, and I'm friends. With, I'm good friends with a lot of those people, so it's one of my favorite uh, things to do because I get a pass for free first off. So. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and that's joystick with a Q at the end, right? Uh, n- I don't think so. Not, I think it's it's not J O Y S T I Q. I don't know. Okay, to be honest with you, I just call it joystick. <laughs> me and my uh, me and my best friend mm-hmm. from childhood would spend like so much friggin' money on uh, arcade games, especially uh, uh, Mortal Kombat. We would just go there after school and go into the arcades and just spend so much friggin' money and get so pissed off that one time we were so close to winning that the game screwed up and 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 ate our money and we're like, you damn son of a bitch, we're so close and you took our da- you took our damn money. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the, the yeah. lethal. Um, so Corey, the, among the games you moved, uh, <clears throat> there I was was Mortal Kombat one of them. Uh, we had Mortal Kombat 2, we had uh, X-Men, we had Turtles in Time, uh, we had uh, Terminator 2 Pinball, we had Twilight Zone, Ooh. we had Galaga, Ooh. we had uh, uh, Raiden. Did you have Shinobi? Had, I used to drop a lot of quarters in that. No, we didn't have Shinobi. Okay. Uh, um, we had, um, I'm trying to think, we had that little like Pac-Man table that's the flat top arcade table. Sure, sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, it's like it's like yeah, a we cocktail do. table with where it's got the yeah, table. cocktail. Yeah, it's got a, um, the there was a clone we, in a cocktail table at a pizza parlor near where I was. Cool. Wasn't that like the, the game first, was called Little Biter, but it was a Pac-Man game. It was just a clone. Wasn't it like the wasn't it like the first wasn't it like the first gen uh, arcade game, Tyson? Like like the flat tops. I mean, I, I, I think the first I, was like uh, on oscilloscopes. Um, like mm. you know, old pong or something like that. So, but you mean like yeah. like stuff that was out in the in the for pub, for public consumption? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember seeing a pong standy. You know, it was definitely an arcade cabinet. It was yellow, you know, and and, and black, and it had black and white monochrome. You know, because it was that's all you needed to play tennis. Um, yeah. And the imagination would do the rest. Um, but yeah, so other games that I would drop quarters into were like a couple of Sega games, like um, Gold Max and. Um, Altered Beast, for some reason. Well, don't forget, like Just the so majority weird. of like the majority of the arcade games back in those days were Sega. Were they? The majority? Yeah. Well, there's a lot I of Atari so. games out. A lo- well, Atari, Sega, like a lot of those. Like when you walked into like an arcade, Midway, Midway oh, put out a lot of games. M- Midway, Sega. Did. There's a lot of car games they put out. Yeah, card games. Car. Car games. Oh, car games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think Nintendo was like the first. No, no, wasn't. They were definitely Sega games. Yeah, Atari was like the first to come out with home uh, consoles. Well, technically, Magnavox did. It was a Magnavox Odyssey, and it was like 1972 or something like that. There's a there's that guy from New Jersey that you still probably never watched, uh, James Rolfe, Cinema Massacre on YouTube, and he does a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the angry video game nerd. One of my favorite people. Yeah, I've been watching him for years. It's great stuff. Um, He did a thing on Power Rangers from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which part it is, but Mm -hmm. uh, he'd be a get as well. 
from New Jersey. He's, he's doing a lot of collabs lately. He did one with Macaulay Culkin recently that was pretty funny. Yeah, I saw that. That was a couple months ago. That was actually kind of funny. Yeah. And Macaulay Culkin came to play it himself. I play the pizza guy. But yeah. he was playing himself as the pizza guy from yeah. Home Alone. It's just like, anybody, uh, do I look familiar? He's just like, uh, no. James, James like, I don't recognize him. He's like, he doesn't say that, um, but he's like kind of playing it that yeah. way. Yeah. He also, had, um, he also had Lloyd Kaufman on there at some point, And he's had a couple guests. Like, he's kind of blown up a little bit enough to be like, oh, I made friends enough with these con people, these people that are at cons and whatnot. And a lot of them like to do... Uh, like hop on as guests or crossovers and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, it used to kind of be like that with Nostalgia Critic, somewhat. He's probably out promoting Bunny Ears, I imagine, because that's probably his, that's his new network thingy uh, show. His podcast, right? I think it's also a podcast. And I think it's actually co-hosted with um, Camel Toad. Um, yeah, it's uh, Matt Cohen. Matt Cohen. Yeah, I, I clipped it for Succotash, um <clears throat> probably about a year or more ago. It was a while. It was a while ago. Um. Well, guys. Yes. So, <laughs> I hate to hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm running on fumes right. right now. Well, then. Uh, well, that seems. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for. Uh, for um, oh, go ahead. Let's let's all let's all give some last words, though. Oh, okay. okay. So for last words, um, Corey, last words. Okay. Oh, me? Uh, I thought you were going to say last words. <laughs> well, guys, I don't. Uh, if you find your friend tripping acid yes. in the middle of their acid trip, make sure they're okay. Make sure they have their shirt. Because if you leave them, no telling where the where where they're going to go. Because <laughs> you'll never find them again. <laughs> tripping acid. And, Tys- and Tyson? Um, I really don't have anything. Uh, I was... I was actually kind of looking at something, thinking I might be able to get an idea from it, because I was doing something earlier, and it was um, reading uh, song lyrics as somewhere between Christopher Lee and um, Ian McKellen, because there's a fine line between those two impressions, and so it was like, I'm lying alone with my head on the phone, thinking of you till it hurts. I know you're hurt too, but what else could we do? Tormented and torn apart. Gandalf? <laughs> I wish I could carry your smile in my heart for times when life seems so low. It would make me believe what tomorrow could bring when today doesn't really know. Doesn't really know. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I know you were right, believing for so long. I'm all out of love. What am I without you? I can't be too late to say that I was so wrong. Um, so it was something like that. But it might have actually that something been... that actually happened. Like, did they one of them cover that song? No, I just imagine it because because um, I've actually okay. So here's the thing. One thing that uh, that I used to try to so I'd, I'd have to comfort uh, Jareth a lot when, in the early days because he was pretty fresh, pretty raw, and recovering from an infection and whatnot. So he'd be on the he would, didn't really didn't like being on his back in the changing table because he spent, he spent a good deal of his first hours in life on his back hooked up to an air machine so I think maybe he was a little traumatized by that and, you know getting his foot poked a lot for um, yeah. taking blood samples anyway so so in order to calm him down I started um, uh, reciting the Jabberwocky as Christopher Lee 
because because of the low tones, like it would be soothing. Like you try anything really, because it's you want to distract them and keep their focus and get them to calm down. And you know, so it'd be like lots spilling on the slithery toes, did guy gibbled in the wave, all Minzu were the Borogovs, etc., etc. And then it, see, it worked that one time, and I think it's worked at least one time since. But doing that kind of brought out this like, well, you know, this idea of just who can I, you know, for for doing like stand up or something, who can I? Do doing what? It's like, you know, well, John Cale singing other Leonard Cohen songs, but it was like John Cale doing playground songs. You know, it just, it's like, what can I do? And then what can I apply that to? That That's all. That's the process. So, oh. I guess I was going to say something. And I end up being the one talking the most. And uh, <laughs> I feel really bad about that. So, I will say no more. Um, I went off the beaten path a little bit. I am still talking and uncomfortable. My anus is ne- bleeding. What? Never Ouch. be uncomfortable on the anti-social show, dude. That's right. And your final word, uh, Hunter. Yes. What the hell is that noise? My, my final words is if you have a goal in life, just do it. Um, never put off anything. Never you know, put off spending time with somebody because it's not promised. Um, just be yourself. And uh, do what you want to do. You know, be happy in life. You know, if, if you have that extra moment, even if you're tired, if you have that extra moment to, moment to spend with somebody, spend it with somebody. And uh, here, here. Yeah, so that's which it. Is, which is why I'm spinning my, this is how I'm ending my Dragon Con with you guys. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes. So, so if you have like extra moments to spend with somebody, spend it. Um, cause you know, tomorrow's not promised. And if you know, whatever goal you have, just do it. Don't make excuses. Just do it. Wait, are you quoting Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> Maybe. Just um, do it. Just do it. I just so remember. If you, go ahead. No, if go. you want to be Batman, just be Batman. Just be Batman. That's it. That's my moment. Do it that's, anyway. that's my, my last words. And of course, always come back and listen to anti-social show. Um, we've got your back. And it was Ian McKellen doing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. That's what it was. I, I started reading it as him. Then I couldn't remember what it was when I was looking for it again. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have for Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. And I am Corey Epps, falling, and falling, falling down into the deep, deep sleepness of comfort. He is sexy, Corey Epps. <laughs> Be, Sorry. It's all right. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Yes. Peace. Peace. Have a good time, folks.